Everybody say thanks to the worship band. They are incredible and we love them. All right. So before we get into the message today, I'm going to invite Miss May up here because Miss May has some really cool things happening this week that she wants you to, that we all want you to know about. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Everybody have a really good week? Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice and hot and wonderful. Yes. For those of you who like summer, that's me. I cannot stand winter. So Everybody like, should love summer. Yes, I am like basking in all of this glory and thinking, this is August and so it's almost Christmas. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> what are you doing? This isn't why I have you up here today. Anyway, so why I'm up here today is um, some of you may have noticed that we did not do VBS this year. Um, time goes fast, so that did kind of have something to do with it. You know, it's August, then you blink, and it's Christmas. Well, for us, it was January, and we blinked, and it was summer, and we did not have the time or resources to plan VBS this year. Mm -hmm. So, in lieu of that, we are going to do Family Fun Night this coming week. So it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And by family, we don't mean if you have kids we don't mean if just your kids are in my class. We mean family. Mm -hmm. This is the family. So we want everybody out this week. Um, so we are going to be playing games. We, and they're going to be like crazy, awesome, fun games. So plan to get wet. Plan to get messy. Plan to have a lot of fun. Plan to run and just be crazy. There'll be also like calm games for those of you who don't want to you know you Nobody can hang out with calm the games. no most of us don't but there are some you know you can like do stuff fun with the kids we'll like try to get some chalk out there and like draw all over the parking lot as a welcome home to pastor craig won't that be fun sounds great <laughs> then we'll let zach deal with it when he gets home <laughs> And so anyway, um, so it's going to be from 6 to 8, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as I said again. Tuesday night, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to go to the South End and help with the backpacks, and Zach will be telling you about that a little bit later. But come out, play games with us. We're going to have snacks, and we're going to have a devotion each night. Um, Monday night, I'll to warn you, it's water balloons, and this is not going to be like a mass water balloon fight, but it's going to be so much fun. So each game, you might look at it and think, um, you know, capture the flag. Well, there's going to be a big twist to capture the flag. And yeah. you might see um, hide and seek and think, oh, that's kind of boring. But no, this hide and seek is going to be so much fun. And we just hope to see everyone out there and bring friends, bring family, and come on out. All right. Yeah, sure. So I was curious, are there snacks or are there snacks? <laughs> 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 well, well, it depends on who you are, Scott. <laughs> Most of you will be getting snacks. Some of you will be getting smacked, but... <laughs> um. it's like Crystal's, Crystal's hiding now, but... <laughs> I wasn't going to call her out, <laughs> but it's cool. I'm glad you even... did. <laughs> I didn't even notice. So anyway, yeah. It's, it'll be a, you know, luck of the draw, I guess. So. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> So anyway, right, so anyway, don't you have kids' note, church to get back to? I, I do. All right, cool. Kids. Yay, everybody say, hey, Miss May. 
So that was it. Have a great week, everyone. And no, I'm just kidding. All right. So if you ha haven't uh, figured it out already, I am not Pastor Craig. Pastor Craig is away on vacation in Florida. And usually when somebody goes to Florida, we say, oh, man, I'm so jealous, Florida. But it's so nice recently that we can just be happy that our pastor is away in Florida, relaxing and getting the rest that he needs because we're not missing anything because the weather here is beautiful. So uh, just if you think of it, pray for Pastor Craig and his family as they are away and they're relaxing and they definitely, definitely need it. So we are in uh, week two of a series about the motivational gifts, uh, the part of the spiritual gifts. They're the gifts that God gives us in order to um, help further his kingdom and, and serve the body. And so we're in week two. Week one was about mercy and the gift of mercy. And if you were here and you have the gift of mercy, you learned a lot about yourself. And if you don't have the gift of mercy, you learned a lot about your brothers and sisters who have the gift of mercy. So it was really cool. I encourage you to go back um, to listen to it. It was two weeks ago. Uh, it's on our YouTube page and on Facebook, but it was a really good message. But today, we're talking about the motivational gift of serving. And you may be thinking, well, we talk about serving in this church a lot. And that's true, because we want you to find a place to serve. We want you to find a place to belong. We don't want you to just come, sing, a cool, sing some worship songs, and listen to a great message, and then leave. Um, we want you to find your place in the body. And that's why we're doing this series about the motivational gifts, because this is going to help you to find your place to serve in the body. And this is going to help you to find your place um, to help further God's kingdom. So the motivational gift of serving, though, is different than just actually serving, which is what we're talking about. Um, and to give you a little bit of an illustration, there's a person, and the, I'm going to call out a couple more people later, but um, I'm going to call out Crystal in a good way, uh, not, not for the, the slides that she makes every week, by the way. She's amazing. She does a lot of things, but Crystal definitely has the gift of serving because she is always willing to do anything that anybody asks her to do, no matter what. If you've, if you've been here any given Sunday, you see her running around like crazy. That's because I am running around like crazy, and I'm making her run around like crazy. So... It's a, good, uh, it's a good circle, but um, to give you an example of what the motivational gift of serving looks like, though, a few months ago, we had a guy here, his name was Vin DePippo, and he is the, uh, the president of the Frontlines Missions Organization, and he came and he shared about Frontlines, and it was really cool, and, um, but that week, he, was, he and I were sitting in the front row while Pastor Craig was up here, uh, I believe he was preaching at the time, and um, I brought my coffee into the sanctuary, and you know you're not supposed to bring your coffee into the sanctuary. I know I'm not supposed to bring my coffee into the sanctuary, but I did it anyway. Um, I, I will never do it again, and this is why. It was down at my feet, at my seat, in the front row, and so Pastor Craig's right here, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was doing a great job preaching, and I'm there, and I move my foot ever so slightly, and my coffee goes, and then there's just a puddle of coffee all over the floor, and I just freeze, because Pastor Craig sees it, and I see that Pastor Craig sees it, and I'm just sitting there going, if I don't move, and if I just look really interested, he's not going to know that I just spilled my coffee. Well, Crystal always sits behind me uh, during both services, mostly because if I need anything, all I have to do is turn around, and she's like, okay, got it. So uh, I, I heard 
movement behind me, and literally 30 seconds later, there's a roll of paper towels, uh, and so Vin and I are using our feet to clean up the puddle of, of coffee, and nobody notices at all because Crystal saw a need and she met it, and it was cool. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Great job, Crystal. But listen, that, uh, that is the motivational gift of serving at work, because serving is, is seeing a need that needs to be met and then just meeting it, no matter what the need is. So I want to give you a few scriptures before we uh, dig in this morning. But Romans 12, 6 and 7 says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, if ministry or serving, let us wait on our ministry. Matthew 20, 27 says, Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. And then Matthew 27, 55 says, And many women were there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering or serving him. Matthew 27, 55. So what does serving mean when we're talking about it in this context? We know, like I said, we know what serving means when we talk about it in the church body as a whole. It means go find a place to serve, get plugged in, and start working. But what is the gift of serving? What does this mean? So the Greek word used in Romans 12:7 for ministry is diakonian. And two things about that word. Number one, translated, it just means serving. And number two, it's a word that originally comes from a term that's meant to, uh, th that meant to wait on tables, okay? So there's a specific uh, meaning that we're talking about, not necessarily waiting on tables. I'm not talking about this as your spiritual gift. Like, my spiritual gift is to be a waiter. That's awesome. But uh, it just means the, the attitude behind it. So what is the motivational gift of serving? It's that special ability given by God to certain members of his body to show love by meeting the practical needs of others. Um, and I'm going to say that one more time. That special ability given by God to certain members of his body to show love by meeting the practical needs of others. I forgot to do this, but uh, did everybody get the blue notes when you came in? Um, if you did not, uh, the, the little half sheet, if you did not get one, there's fill, there's fill in the blanks on there. So if you're the type of person who likes to follow along that way and you didn't get the notes, you can put your hand up and we have some ushers that can um, hand you the notes. So just so you know. But yes, okay, so we've all been called to serve and to meet the needs of others, right? To find our gift and to serve. But those with the particular motivation of serving... Uh, have an extraordinary ability to identify and meet the needs of other people. Like Crystal with the coffee. She saw a need and she just did it. She met it. Um, and I, I, can, I can call out a lot of people in here who just kind of see needs and they meet them as they see them. But remember, this gift is a spirit-given ability for identifying and meeting needs in the body of Christ. And it's also an absolute necessity. Because this gifting is essential for Christ's body to function. Without people with the gift of serving, a lot of things wouldn't get done. If we just had a lot of people who were uh, completely administrative and had that gift of leadership, but we didn't have people who had the gift of serving, a lot of stuff would not get done because there would be nobody to delegate it to because they'd all be fighting with each other about who was going to do it. So this gifting is essential for Christ's body to function. And its uses are endless. Servers are attuned to needs and their life's Ambition is to fill the gaps wherever they find them. They usually work behind the scenes and they're not highly visible. They're not usually up here sweeping the stage while everybody's here, right? They're usually behind the scenes doing the work. 
Um, and the gift operates not just on Sunday morning either. I'm not just talking about find your place to serve. And find, if you have the motivational gift of serving, then come in every Sunday and use it only on Sundays. Because God gives us all gifts and passions and abilities for a reason, right? Not just to be used on Sundays, but to help each other, to help the body, and then to go out and reach out. So maybe if it's not being used on a Sunday morning, it looks like cooking a meal for a new family in the church that you know that just moved here. Or maybe it means cleaning the house of somebody who's recovering from surgery or mowing the lawn for the elderly or filling a prescription in a rainstorm for somebody without a vehicle. Or maybe it cleans or writes letters or makes telephone calls or ushers or works in the nursery or prepares food or visits people or sets up the platform or paints or whatever. The best thing about the motivational gift of serving and that is that there's no like strict, this is exactly what it looks like because it's just filling needs as they're being seen. So if you have that gift, you, you're, you, might be, um, you might be saying to yourself, wow, this sounds a lot like me. And maybe you know that you have the motivational gift of serving. And if this doesn't sound like you at all, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have the gift of serving, that's okay. It's good to hear about the other gifts so that we can all know how to work well together. Because you may not have the motivational gift of serving. You may be a leader, but you're going to know better how the people with the gift of serving function so that you can work together. Because if we're not working uh, in tandem, then it's not going to work at all, right? So we need to make sure we understand each other and we know how each other functions. It's also important if you have this gift uh, or any of the motivational gifts to do uh, what God's calling you to do with love. If you have the gift of serving, to serve with love. Because having an attitude of love when it comes to serving helps us to serve well. It means that we're not going to grumble and complain when something uh, needs to get done. Because you can have the gift of serving and you might be the one that sees everything that needs to get done. And you might say, oh, man, this is just ridiculous. I can't believe I'm the only one around here doing anything and you just get to work. That's not the right attitude. God, want, God calls us to have an attitude of love. And when we go in with love and we say, I'm, I'm going to love people by serving them, that's when we're using the gift correctly. So I want to talk to you today about some of the characteristics of the gift of serving. And then we're going to talk about some of the weaknesses uh, that, uh, that come with these characteristics. But um, as we talk about the characteristics of the motivational gift of serving, I want to talk about Timothy from the Bible as well. Timothy was a guy who was underneath Paul and he trained under Paul and he was a young pastor. Um, and he, he's a great person to look at in the Bible and, and, and um, how to use the gift of serving because he definitely had the gift. And we're going to see how that's illustrated in a few different scriptures. But when we're talking about the characteristics of the gift of serving, the first one is an ability to see practical needs and a desire to meet them. Philippians 2.20, uh, Paul is talking about Timothy here when he's writing the letter to the Philippians. He says, For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. He's talking about Timothy and he's, and he's saying, I don't have anybody else who would be this concern for you and your welfare. Um, so that says a lot about Timothy's character. But if you have the gift of serving, you see the practical needs around you and you just have a, a burning desire to meet them, no matter what that need is. You might see something on the floor that, you, that, that needs to get picked up. You want to do that. You might see somebody who's in need, like maybe they have their vehicle is having issues and you know they have to get to an appointment and you just have that desire to meet that need for them. So it's an ability to see practical needs and a desire to meet them. The next characteristic is a joy in serving when it frees others to do more important things, not just keep busy. And I'm not saying that if you have the gift of serving that it's not important. When we say more important things, I mean that uh, you have a joy 
serving when it frees others to do the things that God has called them to do. Because if you are serving somebody and their gift isn't what, their, what, what needs to be done, but yours is, then you're freeing their hands to do what God's called them to do. So we all work together, right? And we're all together in the body of Christ. So if you're freeing them up to do other things that God's called them to do, it doesn't mean that your job is not as important. It just means that you're helping the body to function the way that the body functions. Does that make sense? And the illustration is in Philippians 2.22 when Paul says, But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he was served, me with, uh, served with me in the gospel. Uh, and we, it just talks about how Timothy served with him, and he was able to free Paul up to do other things while he did the, the stuff that Paul ne wasn't necessarily gifted for. The next characteristic is a tendency to disregard personal health and comfort in serving others. Uh, Timothy's physical ailments were revealed uh, when Paul wrote to him in 1 Timothy 5.23, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. I'm not telling you that this verse is telling you to go drink all the wine you want. That's not what it's saying. Uh, it, it's, just a, it's just a glimpse into Timothy's life and how he said Timothy had frequent ailments. And that tells us that Timothy probably was running himself ragged. So I know for a fact that I have the gift of serving, and I have a hard time um, saying no to people, which is the next one. But um, I also do have a tendency to disregard my personal health and comfort in serving others because it's easy for me to just do everything for everybody. My mom tells me this quite often, actually. It's easy for me to do everything for everybody and uh, to disregard my own personal health. So you got to be careful about that. Um, and just know that this is a characteristic that comes with having the gift of serving, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you need, to, you need to be aware of your own body. So the next characteristic is a difficulty in saying no, resulting in a variety of involvements and tendency to get sidetracked. Uh, and 2 Timothy 4.9 says, Do your best to come to me soon. And then in 2 Timothy 4.21, it says, Do your best to come before winter. Paul's talking to Timothy because he knows that if he doesn't tell Timothy, Hey, you got to get here as soon as you can, Timothy is going to get sidetracked and he's going to be able to say yes to people. He's going to say yes to people and then he's going to forget about the important task that's at hand. Uh, I see my wife smiling at me because I feel like she's seeing me in all of these situations, but <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, so if you, you may have a difficulty in saying no to others because you just want to meet those needs. You see all the needs that people have and they're asking you and unfortunately people know if you have the gift of serving that you have the gift of serving most likely so they're going to ask you because they know you're going to say yes and you're going to joyfully say yes and you're going to jump in, right Crystal? And then it's going, it, it gets messy. So just know that that is another characteristic. I'm not saying these are bad things because it shows that you really care and that you really do love people and that you really want to use the gift that God's put inside of you. But it is difficult to say no sometimes. And just realize that the task that you're on sometimes needs to be finished before you go and start the next one. The next characteristic is a special enjoyment in providing for physical needs and comforts and an ability to remember likes and dislikes. In 2 Timothy 4.13, Paul says to Timothy, When you come, bring the cloak that I left uh, with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all the parchments. Paul's giving Timothy instructions to bring stuff that's going to help him with his comfort. And uh, Timothy has this desire to, to, to do what Paul's asking him to do, but he's also 
aware of his likes and his dislikes. If you have the gift of serving, you tend to remember things that people like, and you tend to remember things that people don't like. And if you know somebody really likes peanut M&Ms, and you see that they're having a bad day, and they don't know, uh, you don't know how to, <laughs> to help them, maybe just bringing them the peanut M&Ms, that's a way that you're serving them. And have you ever given somebody a treat like that when they're having a bad day and just seen their face light up? And that's awesome, right? And especially if you have the gift of serving, and you're like, oh man, so what I did just mattered. And it, it, it maybe wasn't a big thing, but it still matters that you're serving that person in that way. So is anybody seeing themselves in any of these characteristics so far? And that's good. It's, it's not a bad thing. And if you're not seeing yourself, remember, like I said, just listen, because you're, you're understanding better your brothers and your sisters in the body and how to work together. So the next characteristic is a need for appreciation to confirm that service is necessary and satisfactory and a desire for clear instructions. And we see it all over First and Second Timothy. Timothy was given more instructions and praise by Paul than any other servant. And it's true. You have a need for appreciation to confirm that what you're doing is necessary. It doesn't mean that you're doing everything for the thanks and the adoration. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But you, you want to know that what you're doing matters. And when you serve and serve and serve and give of yourself and you neglect your own health and you, and you don't say no to people and you're giving and giving and giving, if, if you never get a thank you, if you never get an appreciation, it tends to wear on you, right? And then you start to say, is what I'm doing even, does that even matter? Am I even making a difference in the kingdom? Because if nobody is saying thank you and nobody's showing you appreciation, it tends to, like, it can get really hard. So I'm talking to the people that don't necessarily have the gift of serving right now. Remember to say thank you. Remember to say thank you to the people that you see doing everything around here. Remember to tell them how appreciated they are. Because what, what you're doing matters. What, all of these gifts have a function in the body. They're all important. There's not one that's less than the other. So we want to make sure that we're showing our brothers and sisters that we appreciate them. And we're showing them uh, that, that what they're doing matters for the kingdom. If you got it, say got it. Got it. Cool. Uh, the next characteristic is a strong desire to be with others, thus providing more serving opportunities. Um, and I'm not going to read all the scriptures for you, but Timothy is almost always working with others in the book of Acts. And speaking as an extrovert who has the gift of serving, I love to be with other people. It's like one of my favorite things in the world is just to be with other people doing things. And especially serving. It's really fun. Like serving by yourself is okay. Like pop in headphones and just do what you're doing. But it's, it's really cool to be able to go and serve with other people. And I'm going to tell you about a few opportunities later on that we have this week, just this week, to serve our community and to serve um, the body. But I just want to, you know, it's... It's important to know that when, we, when you have the gift of serving, a lot of times you have that desire to be with other people because it's more fun to serve with other people. And the next characteristic is an enjoyment of short-range projects and a tendency to become frustrated with long-range responsibilities. This one hits really close to home as well. Um, Timothy was urged to maintain the endurance of a soldier and to continue in the calling that he was given. So if you have the gift of serving, it's easy to want to do a lot of things and to do everything that you see that needs to be done. And you're just craving people to just tell you what to do. And then when you have long-range responsibilities, that's not as fun because you don't feel like you're doing as much. You're just kind of like doing one thing, even if you're doing it really well and it's really important and you need to be able to do it. 
uh, you want to be over here and you see all the people really busy over there and you're here and it feels like you're just standing still. So it can result in a frustration with long range responsibilities. But sometimes God puts us in places where we have those responsibilities so that other people over here can have the opportunity to serve. You don't have to do everything if you have the gift of serving because God may want to use other people and if you're doing everything, you're not giving other people the opportunity to do what he's calling them to do. So keep that in mind. Uh, and don't get frustrated if you're, if you're saddled with a long-range responsibility because that may be a growing time for you as well. That may be God trying to tell you, hey, I want to use you here to help you to get to the next level. And the last characteristic uh, of somebody who has the gift of serving is a tendency to feel inadequate and unqualified for spiritual leadership. Because if you have the gift of serving, then you just want to do what you're told. You want to show up, and you want to just do the work, and you want to do it well, and you want everybody to be happy, and you want everything to go smoothly, and then you want to leave. But people that you perceive in spiritual leadership, they might be the ones delegating the responsibilities, and they might be the ones that, that look like they know what's up, and they, know, they have it all together. And those of us who have the gift of serving, a lot of times, we don't feel like we have it all together. But just because you have the gift of serving doesn't mean that you're not called to spiritual leadership. Because I believe that if you have the gift of serving, that's some of the best leaders. Because you see those needs that need to be done. Now, what's going to happen is you have to make sure that you're not doing all of those things. And that's where you grow in leadership. But you see the things that need to be done. And you see, okay, we need to make sure that all of these tasks get done. And I'm going to make sure that happens. So it's a great thing to have the gift of serving. If, uh, if you're in spiritual leadership. So don't consider yourself inadequate if you don't think that you, um, if you think you have the gift of serving because it's a great place to be. And in the Bible, Timothy was reassured by Paul that he was qualified by his ordination and by the training of his mother, grandmother, and Paul. So Paul told Timothy, yes, you do have the gift of spiritual leadership and you can do all of this even if you do have the gift of serving. So those were the characteristics of serving. And I want to kind of touch base on some of the weaknesses that, you, that this gift might, that you might have if you have this gift, if you're not careful. Because we all know that uh, with strengths come weaknesses, right? And it's easy to fall into the trap of, of um, being so consumed by something that we, that we um, let it be our downfall as well. Uh, so the first weakness is neglecting home responsibilities to help others. Because it's easy to say, it's not easy to say no. It's easy to say yes, and so you want to help everybody that your home kind of falls into disarray, and it just depends on who you are. Maybe that's for a few reasons. Number one, like I said, you can't say no. Maybe you're not getting the appreciation at home. Maybe you feel like uh, what you're doing out there is more important, no matter uh, what it is. Um, just make sure you're not neglecting your own house, your own home, um, in order to help others, because you need to make sure yourself is in order first. The next one is accepting too many jobs at one time. And we covered that when we talked about uh, how it's hard to say no. It's difficult for servers to say no to needs, and this causes them to get involved in too many projects at the same time. And then a bunch of the projects won't end up getting done. And um, if, you are, if you have the gift of serving, you may be thinking to yourself, yep, that's definitely happened to me before. And that's OK, but now we know how to correct it. Wearing themselves out physically is the next one. In order to assist others, servers will often disregard their own physical limitations. This in itself will cause physical exhaustion. However, servers tend to add a further dimension to the problem when they take on more responsibility than they can handle. 
and intertension, which results in ailments. So it all goes along with not doing anything <laughs> too much. You need to learn how to say no. You need to learn how to step back. You need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Because if you burn yourself out physically completely, then you're not going to be any good to anybody else. So you need to make sure that uh, you are uh, doing everything in moderation. The next one, being too persistent and giving unrequested help to others. Uh, I don't know if you know anybody like this, but they might come up to you and be like, do you need help? And you say, oh, no, I'm good. And they go, are you sure? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? And you're like, well, <laughs> calm down, man. So we see the needs that need to be done. You see the needs that others have. Um, but we don't know the details behind those needs. Maybe the person already has a plan for getting the things done. Maybe they don't have a desire to get that done right now because there's more important things to be done. So it can be uh, creepy and it can be annoying <laughs> if somebody's coming up to them and they just really, 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 really want to help right now with what, you need to, with what needs to be done. So make sure you're not being too persistent in giving unrequested help to others. Sometimes you just got to take a step back and let them come to you. And this goes a lot with discernment and praying, over, praying through this gift. If God's giving you a gift, he's going to give you the wisdom to use it, right? And if he gives you this gift, he's going to give you the discernment to use it correctly. So make sure you're praying and saying, God, how can I use this well? And how can I uh, get the most out of this gift that you've given me? The next weakness, going around proper authorities in order to get jobs done. Uh, you might see um, rules and hierarchy as red tape in order to get things done. You see something on the other side of the, on the other side of that tape that you want to get done, so you might go around it. But that's a good way to ruin relationships, and that's a good way to make people upset. So make sure that if there is an order of operations, you do that first uh, instead of just going ahead and just getting things done. Because you might think you're helping, but it, ultimately it could hurt. Uh, the next one, excluding others from helping on a job. So going along with the spiritual leadership, it's great to have spiritual leadership and that gift of administration because uh, you can delegate to others. But if we have the gift of serving, it's a lot easier to just do it ourselves, right? It's a lot easier to just get everything done and because if I know if I'm doing it, I'm going to do it right. So you guys stay over there, do what you're going to do, but I'm going to get all these tasks done. Number one, you might be robbing somebody of a blessing that they're going to get by doing what God's asked them to do. Uh, but also, you're not going to do everything well. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just not. If you try to do everything, you're not going to get it done well. So make sure you're not excluding others from helping on a job um, when it warrants having other people. The next one I wrestled with as I was studying through this message and, and, uh, and figuring out how I was going to approach it, but um, it's true. You might be interfering with God's discipline by offering premature help. If servers see a need in the life of another person, their first impulse is to meet it. However, it may be that the need is designed by God to bring that person to repentance. The needs of the prodigal son and the pigsty would illustrate this point. Meeting his physical needs might have hindered his repentance and the return of his father. So... I, I know that we talk about we want to love people, we want to help people as much as possible, but sometimes 
God might have a person in a place for a reason. If somebody is completely going against the word of God, and they're completely living a life that's contrary to what the Bible says, and they have all of these needs, and they keep asking and asking, as a, as a person who has the gift of serving, we just want to meet those needs, and we want to say, yes, because if I serve you, and I love you, and I help you, then you're going to find Jesus eventually. But then they say, thank you, and then they move on to the next thing that they need help with, and nothing is changing. So sometimes... We need to take a step back in the discernment that we talked about. We have to pray and say, God, is this something that you're calling me to do? Is this something that I should really be helping with? I'm not saying say no to everybody because there are people in the community out there who don't know who Jesus is. They don't know, uh, they don't have the love of the Father because they don't know him. So we want to help them and we want to serve them, right? But I'm talking about if somebody knows the word and they're just going contrary to everything that the, that the Bible says, right? So we want to make sure that we are praying through it and say, God, give me the wisdom, give me the discernment, help me to know when to step in and when not to step in. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not interfering with what God's plan is because maybe if nobody steps up for that particular need, the person might be finally say, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I need to come to repentance. The next one, becoming hurt by the ungratefulness of those who were helped. Servers do not usually desire public recognition. However, they deeply desire sincere approval of people more than the approval of God. Without this affirmation, servers can become very discouraged. So I'm going to tell you a secret. No matter what your spiritual gifts are, no matter what your motivational gifts are, we don't do what we do for the adoration of people. We don't do what we do so that we get the thanks from people and we get people to say how awesome we are. Who do we do it for? Jesus. For God, right? And we do it to serve Him. And we do it because He's given us those gifts. So we're not here to, to get the pat on the back from everybody. It's good to get that. Like I said, if you don't have that gift, it's good to say thank you and to show people how much you appreciate them. But if we don't get it, it's easy to become hurt. And it's easy to become bitter and say, nobody cares. I don't even know why I do this in, in the first place. So... We need to look to what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are children of God, right? Well done, my good and faithful servant. And we want to make sure that we are, we're looking for um, God's approval. We're not here for man's approval. So when we serve, that's who we're doing it for. The next one is spiritual neglect. Servers have a tendency to neglect their spiritual needs because they fail to see the value of anything but the task at hand. As a result, things like Bible study, prayer, and worship may be low on their list of priorities. And you might be saying, well, worship, for me, is serving people. I love to go, and I just love to help people, and I love to go to all these events. But we can't neglect our own spiritual needs. That means digging into God's Word. That means staying in constant communication with Him. That means worshiping. Don't neglect yourself to help others, because if you get empty, then you're going to have nothing to pour out. If you are just completely dry and you try to go serve, it's not going to work well. So make sure you're staying filled up. And the last one is being out of balance. Because servers may expect everyone to be like them, and therefore they can appear pushy to others. And at times, servers will also be critical of others who do not seem as willing to sacrifice as they are. Just because we're willing to just drop everything and go help over here doesn't mean everybody is as willing or that they even have the mindset to do that. Just because they didn't drop everything to go help doesn't mean they don't want to. They just might not ha see that as quickly as we do. So don't get bitter and don't get angry at somebody if they're not as quick to jump and help. 
because they might be doing something very important that God has called them to do. Or they might not just see it and they just needed a little nudge. Like, hey, do you want to come help with this? And they might go, oh, yeah, sorry. And they come and help. So don't get angry with other people just because you feel like, well, they're not doing as much as I'm doing. Or they're not willing to, to serve as hard as I'm willing to serve. Um, so don't get out of balance there. So as we're getting ready to wrap up, I want to... Uh, I want to talk about a little bit about what a servant's heart is. If you serve, maintain a servant's heart. But what is a servant's heart? And the first thing that a servant's heart is one who advances others at the expense of themselves. We already talked about neglecting our own needs, but um, that's not what I mean here. I mean, you're not, you don't care that somebody else gets accolades if you're the one serving. I mean, you don't care that somebody else is climbing the ladder and you're down here. Because that's not what it's about for you. If you have a servant's heart, it's about serving the kingdom the best way that you can. It's, about, it's not about getting the appreciation of man. It's about knowing that that comes from God. The next one is one who is willing to not be thanked for their service. Goes along with the last one. So don't, go, don't get dented and don't get hurt if somebody forgets to say thank you. Because I, I, even though I have the gift of serving, I also forget to say thank you pretty often. Um, you know, at kids camp usually, I have somebody walking around behind me and I, I'll spit out tasks and then the next person that's behind me goes, he means thank you. He means you did a great job. And, uh, because I just have so much in my head and administration is definitely not my gift, so I have to work really hard at it. And if I'm concentrating on that, I'm not thinking about anything else except getting the stuff done. So don't be dented or hurt if somebody forgets to say thank you. It's okay. Um, if they forget to say thank you once in a while. And that's what having a servant's heart is. The next one, number three, one who is not dented by the selfishness of others either. Again, if they forget to drop everything just because you did doesn't mean that they're selfish. It just me might mean that they have other important things they need to do as well. Number four, one who couldn't care less who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. If somebody says, you're awesome, you did a great job, most of the time I say, thanks, but God's awesome, he's amazing. Or I say, you're awesome, actually, and I'll give them a fist bump and I'll walk away because it's really awkward when people say you're awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but somebody with a servant's heart is somebody who couldn't care less who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. Make sure that, that you're giving God the glory for everything that happens. The next one, one who never lords it over someone else. We're not like puffing ourselves up and saying, did you see how good I served over there? And I saw you over here and you weren't really serving. I don't know what that's all about, Larry, but let's keep going. No, you want to make sure you're not lording that what you're doing over everybody else. The next one, one is, who is void of all intimidation and manipulation. And if we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of intimidation to get other people to serve, or even manipulation, like, oh man, this is really hard to do. You keep doing what you're doing, it's fine, I'll just keep sweeping over here. Um, but a servant's heart isn't about intimidating other people into serving, and it's not about manipulating other people into serving. It's about doing it with, with a loving spirit. Number seven, one who needs no reward to keep them motivated. Again, we're not in it for the appreciation of man. And where's our reward gonna be? There you go, okay. <laughs> Number eight, one who has laid aside their rights at Calvary. Yes, sir. When we lay down our lives and we give our lives to the Lord, and we say, God, use me to do whatever you want me to do, 
we've, put, we've laid all our rights down at Calvary. I'm not saying that we just need to completely neglect ourselves, right, and, and, and not take care of ourselves. What we're saying is what we think we have the right to, we don't anymore, because our lives don't belong to us anymore. They belong to him. And number nine, one whom God will use to build his great church. And this doesn't just go for the people that have the gift of serving, because God needs every single one of us in order to build his great church. Not this church, but the church. And he needs every single person that he has given specific gifts to. And he's given you those gifts for a reason. He doesn't want you to just sit in the, on the sidelines and say, well, somebody else will do that, because that somebody else could be you. So don't think that God doesn't have a plan for you. Even if you don't know what your gifts are, and you just like to do the tasks that people tell you to do, then maybe your gift is serving. So keep that in mind, that God wants to use you. God has gifted you for a reason. He has a plan for you. If you're in this room, he has a plan for you. You're not exempt from that. Every single person in this room, God has a plan for. So, I want to uh, just call out one more person. I, don't, I think he left again. He's been in and out. But um, I did this in first service and he wasn't in here. But one more person. I know a lot of you guys are amazing. And so many people in this church serve. And so many people give so selflessly. But one person in particular that I'm thinking of today is David Swicker. I don't know if you see him almost every single Sunday. Yeah. He shows up. Oh, hey, David. What's up, man? Um, so, David, you're awesome. And I just wanted to tell you that from up here, that we appreciate you. Uh, David is here every single Sunday, and he's always willing to just drop everything and just do what you ask him to do. And he sees things that need to be done. And I'm in here, and I'll see David doing something. And it was, it, and like, I would have thought of it eventually, but it probably would have been halfway through the service. So, uh, David, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being awesome. And we know that you have the gift of serving. So keep operating in that gift, because God is... Mm. So we think you're awesome. All right. So um, as we close, I want to I give you uh, opportunities this week. We have some awesome things coming up. And if you um, have the gift of serving, and if you don't have the gift of serving, we could use you. Because uh, we are doing some really fun things in the community. You heard this week about the family fun nights, and we hope that you come out for every single one of them. But starting tomorrow... So tomorrow at 1, I'm going to be uh, stuffing backpacks to hand out at the South End uh, Festival on Tuesday. And so stuffing backpacks because we're giving them to kids. We have 250 backpacks to give to kids in the community. And that's because of your faithfulness. We had people give uh, so that we could go and buy backpacks and school supplies. Um, and I'm going to tell you, the cashiers at Five Below really, really didn't like me on Monday. <laughs> Uh, we had 250 backpacks, and I mean, you could tell they were trying to be friendly. She's like, oh, this is so nice. What are you using them for? And I told her. She goes, huh, cool, as she's putting them into the bags. And we were there for a good half hour, 45 minutes. And then the, the poor cashier at Walmart on uh, Thursday, that was rough, too. I mean, we had 250 boxes of crayons and 250 of each thing. And he couldn't just, like, do a quantity because they, apparently they were all different. I didn't know, so I had people come. And, yeah, anyway, it was... It was cool. Um, but we're going to be stuffing all those backpacks. And I could do it all myself, and it would take me all day tomorrow. Or if you are free, we would love it if you showed up uh, at 1 tomorrow, and many hands make light work. So if you're free, you're available. If you're willing, we would love to party with you. And I'll be here. We get to hang out. We'll have snacks. I'll probably be playing some music, but... It's cool. And then the next one, uh, the next day, we're actually handing the backpacks out. And this one's really important because we need 
a lot of people there, um, not only to just hand backpacks to kids, but we want to be able to show the love um, of this church to our community. Uh, we want them to know that God loves them, and so we need people that are willing to just talk to people, uh, to pray with them if they need prayer, and uh, to just love them. Last year it was awesome. I loved being there and handing out the backpacks to the kids, and they got so excited, and the parents were so appreciative. And then uh, Faith Evangelical Free Church is going to be beside us as well, and they're handing out shoes. So we're all partnering together to show the love of Christ to our community. So if you're interested in helping on Tuesday, if you could show up at Sherwin Hill uh, around 5, then we'll be setting everything up, and we would love to see you there. Um, and then the next thing coming up, this is going to be a crazy week, just so you all know, um, for me anyway. Uh, the next thing is Friday night here at 6. We're going to be having a really big... Um, meeting slash training slash uh, informational gathering for everybody on our first impressions and our ushers team and not just the people that are currently serving but for the people uh, that might be interested in serving because we have some uh, organizational things that are going to be changing and we would love it we'd love to give you some more information so if you want a free dinner uh, you can come and have dinner and find and hear what it is to serve on the first impressions and the ushers team it's, it's our biggest uh, area of ministry. It's our biggest area of need, and we would love to give you more information um, because it's really important. It's an important part of Sunday morning and the operations of what goes on. And then the last thing is next Sunday is our service at uh, Head of Falls River Walk, and we're really excited about it. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It, like, we've been planning this for a couple of months now. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Oh, and everybody that gets a backpack at the um, event is going to get an invite to come to the service as well. So we're hoping that we'll have a lot of people that don't come to church here. Uh, but we're going to need help at that as well, setting up and tearing down um, so we have tents, we have like a whole stage on a flatbed truck. It's going to be awesome. Um, but we would love it if you would be willing to come and help with that. If you are willing to help with the setup or teardown of that event, you can sign up at the Welcome Center um, so that we'll know who to expect. So those are just some opportunities this week for you to serve. But I encourage you, even if you can't do any of those, to if you have the gift of serving, <laughs> or even if you don't, just be in prayer about how you can get plugged in about how God wants to use you and about how you can um, do what God's called you to do. You got it? Awesome. So let's stand up and we'll pray. Um, also, if you are attending Discover Centerpoint, uh, if, you're, you, if you've signed up for it or if you've never attended a Discover Centerpoint meal before and you would like to, that means this is like you've been here for a couple of months or so, um, Natasha will be right out at the entrance and you can check in with her and you get a free meal. So uh, let's pray. Lord God, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are good and I thank you that you give us uh, gifts for a reason. So I pray for every single person in here that you will help us to find the ways that you've called us to serve. Whether we have the gift of mercy or of serving or any of the other gifts that we're going to be talking about. I pray that over these next few weeks that you will help us as we, um, as we learn and as we grow together. We love you, God. We praise you. We give all of this to you and we know that you're good. Bring us back safely next week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank